somewhat approaching the foolish and like why are we talking about it you guys should know me enough by now to know that if i address anything no matter how sensational it may be being pushed in social media i'm talking and i'm coming from a place uh to address something serious to use it as a teaching opportunity and to hopefully extract something from it uh, i think there are times when we need to look at things that are going on in this and talk about how it impacts us and where it comes from and why we think it's worth giving. And I have a problem with the, uh, I have a problem with the uh, validity that we seemingly automatically ascribe to celebrities, the level of pull and voice that we give to people simply because they have found a way to be known. Uh, this isn't taken away from what they do. I think there are some extremely talented uh, entertainers out there. I think they have mastered their craft. I think they have beat on and hit on their craft and they have become remarkably exceptional. exceptional. And I think they should be paid uh, according to the value they bring to the table, as with any other business, have no problem with that. My problem is when we think because they are good at what they do, they know what they're talking about in all uh, aspects of life as it pertains to us, especially, is a problem. I look at how many people given, uh, and and, I'm, I'm, and it's kind of funny that I'm going to be talking about one person talking about another person, but both people have actually used their celebrity to put them in positions to talk about things that they haven't been adequately trained to do. I can tell you this, as a person that has been adequately trained, is considered uh, an expert and has been doing what they've been doing for decades, and is considered to be one of the successful at what I do in the world uh you know outside of the stuff i do in the community i do some things and i can tell you i don't get it right all the time uh that my life isn't perfect uh and that things can come get me like it can get anybody else and it can make you bow down and you got to be real careful how you move and how you talk to people how you tell people and what you and what you do when you are assessing people because no matter where you think you are you may find out that you're not exactly where you need to be and you can get yourself bit but that's another thing and we'll talk about it maybe a little later but hey don't forget we are in the middle of a fundraiser and we need your support. Got to get that out there. We need your support. Go into the description box, 
see the link, click the link, show some love. We've been doing this for a long time. We've been serving the community, boys and girls, families. Right now, I'm looking for a home for a gentleman in Houston who's going through something with him and his 14-year-old son. Anybody in the Houston area that can help uh, help us with that, please reach out to me and let me know what you have on deck because I really want to get this man settled in so we can start to work with him and his 14-year-old son. But the first thing is we need to take the threat of homelessness off the table. And so if anybody in Houston knows of a program and everything, it's difficult. With women with children, it's a little bit difficult than it is with men with children. If it was just him, I have several places I could take him to. With the kid, it's a different thing. And so we really need uh, someone to show up on this. I've got a couple of more phone calls I'm going to make today. Uh, we're going to keep going till we get it figured out, but this is what we do. Black Men Lead is a rite of passage initiative. We created it so that we could reduce violence in the community, increase uh, forward mobility for black males, reduce uh, incarceration, incarceration and recidivism, and so much more, but we need your support, so do that. All right, let's jump right to it. And somebody's saying, how you jump right to it, dude? And you five minutes in. I done told y'all, I'm not your mean guy. I'm not your soundbite guy. I'm not the guy that's going to jump in, tell you something, get you all hyped up and say, man, he told him. He's, no, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to talk and I'm going to make sure I get what's off of me because that's how I move. That's how I teach. That's how I write. I'm not for everybody. I understand that. And we're all good. Now, uh, everybody knows uh a week or so we a week or so ago we lost uh kevin samuels um uh, and i'm saying that out of professionalism uh i'm saying that out of humanity uh those who have followed me and watched my videos know that me and him clash we, we we don't uh agree on a few things uh it is it's not even about points being made it's about how you carry yourself how you present yourself how you do it there's a way, and I've proven this in my professionalism, that you can tell a person they need to improve or that they are lacking and do it in a way that it's kind and do it in a way that they can hear you and do it in a way that they want to actually do something with what you gave them. And you don't have to do it. The whole idea that telling the truth has to be harsh is BS. I do it for a living and I get results on an extremely high level. So. Uh, we clashed on that alone. Uh, some of the other stuff I didn't agree with. I don't agree with the definition of high value man. I think it's too superficial. I don't think we look deep enough into what we need to be demanding of our men. And I think that we put both men and women in precarious situations when we sit up and say, if you make this amount of money and you do this and do this, you have no. Uh, how are you treating people? Uh, how are you handling your responsibilities on an emotional, psychological, and social level? How committed are you to the community? Or are you just about serving yourself? There's so many different things. Are you covering your wife? Are you covering your kids? Are you literally teaching them and preparing them to be what they need to be? Are you serving in the roles of the five P's of manhood? So many different things that I think have to be called on. But, you know, there was some valid, you know, points made, just made in of such a derogatory way that I think it took away from the message. And a lot of that stuff was grafted from someone else's teaching and someone else's books. But that's a whole nother thing. Uh, so the fact that I say loss is respecting humanity, respecting death, respecting that man's family. And that's just the way I move. Uh, you know, I'm definitely not going to attack somebody 
after they're down. I'll say, you know, what I agree with and disagree with, but going after being disrespectful, celebrating that death, none of that stuff. And so that's that part of it. So uh, when I talk about this, this isn't Rick Wallace coming to the defense of Kevin Samuels. Everybody knows uh, I didn't agree with how he moved, but I defended his right to do it because I think that the moment we start canceling people because they say something we don't like, eventually we're going to say something somebody doesn't like and they're going to want us canceled. So I'm like, hey, if you don't like what a person's saying, don't listen to them. That's the problem I had with the women that went on there and everybody got upset because how he's talking to her. He couldn't talk to her that way if she wasn't on there. We have to stop going and looking in places that aren't designed for us or aren't meaning us well to get what we think we need. We need to start working on ourselves in a way that when something happens or when something's not going right, we look within ourselves and we search. Or we find people who are uh, experts in the matter and don't have a bias or are not trying to appease an audience when you're doing something in public number one is if i'm going to go to someone and find out what's going on with me why i feel like maybe i'm not doing well in relationships i'm going to my my therapist and it's going to be done in a private setting with confidentiality so that whatever we talk about is between me and them and so what we have to sit up and we have to look at is the motive behind something and everything else but my problem with it all is the reason that he's got what he's gotten isn't whether he's actually trained and really knows what he's talking. He, anybody can understand the temperature of an audience. In other words, so I can go out in a market and determine what my target audience is. I can measure the temperature and gauge, especially with social media. Everybody's telling you how they feel about stuff. So if I sit up and I run analytics, I can tell that there's a certain percentage of black men that feel a certain way about black women. And I'm saying like, hey, that's a market that's not tapped into. Nobody is actually addressing what these guys are talking about. I'm going to go into that market and I'm going to speak to the way they feel. And I'm going to do it in a way that grabs their attention. And because they feel such a way about women, I'm going to do women and treat women like this. And uh, I'm going to get what I want. Uh, so he, he found a market of black men that was really feeling what he that, that would really feel what he was doing and he, he he killed it because that market was untapped nobody was literally from a perspective of having a show or an online presence addressing that there was a lot i mean everybody on social media you got a bunch of black guys that feel a certain way and i'm not here to talk about them but i'm here to talk about how he got there he got there because of the build up and then he exploded because all of a sudden we made him a celebrity. Then everybody started listening to him. And then all of a sudden, because everybody's listening, he's got to know what he's talking about. So then people who initially disagreed and whatever, and this isn't about me disagreeing with some of the things he said, some of the things he said, I agree with, I didn't agree with, you know, him saying that, uh, I'm not going to, matter of fact, I'm not going to even get on that because that's not why I'm here. But there were some things that were said that were absolutely out of line and, you know, take it as you want it. But, my not but but what the, the way i'm going to make my point is with the person who's coming after him after he died vivica fox who says that he got everything he deserved that it was karma that killed him and a whole bunch of other things first and foremost it immediately tells me she doesn't understand the dynamic of karma which is a spiritual uh a spiritual truth a spiritual reality it is if you were a christian would you be called sowing and ripping reaping but it is a a principle that what you put out in way of behavior in the way of energy and vibration, in the way of impact, will come back to you. 
and to suggest that because uh, Kevin Samuels uh, presented to many, and when I say presented to many, that means he came across as, he came across as a misogynist. And he seemed to be actually catering to or pandering to misogynist. And I, 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 I don't agree with misogyny. I agree with accountability on both sides. I agree that there are issues and culpabilities in what both sides have been doing for decades. And so I believe in accountability. I don't believe there's a 100% victim in this. I believe that people have been mishandled, people have been mistreated, people are misunderstood. And yes, here's the truth. There are some women out there that don't understand where they come in at because there's a misunderstanding of what one is and who they need to be. There's a misunderstanding about manhood. That's why you have so many definitions and nobody really knows how to define a man because everybody's making up their own definition. Nobody's really asking. How do we get to the height of what a man is? Okay, same on, on, on the woman's side. You got a bunch of women out here that are demanding every possible thing and not really understanding that a man who's coming in with all that is going to want something. And I'm not, I don't like that term, what are you bringing to the table? I like that term, what do you have to offer? Or how are you balancing what you're asking for? Because there's an idea now that you can enter into a situation and demand something and not have anything to give in return just because you're beautiful, just because that. And even even he talked about that. You know, if you're a 10, well, I don't give a damn if you're a 10. If you can't meet me up here, if you can't look into my vision and tell me how your vision connects to my vision and that how together we can put, put ourselves together and do some things that are extraordinary, do some things that are phenomenal, do, th do some things that are exceptional together, that we make an impact, that we literally impact our world. Uh, I don't care how good you look. And as a woman, you shouldn't care how much money he makes. If you can't look at his vision, and I'm, I, I tell I tell all my daughters this. And when I teach young girls, I tell them this. I said, stop worrying about where a man works at. Stop worrying about how much money he has in his account. And I don't mean stop worrying about it, like don't be aware of it. I mean, stop making that your number one thing. The first thing you should ask a man isn't what he drives, where he lives, where he works. It should be what's the vision you have for your life. Where are you going? Why? Because you're taking me with you. And I need to know where if where you're going is where I'm supposed to be going. Because see, I have my own vision. I have a purpose. See, I'm aware of who I am. So if I'm going to plug into your vision and, and, and plug in my spiritual womb to your vision, then I need to know we're going in the same places. So where you're going is more important than where you are right now. Here's another reason why that's important. It's because you can find a guy who is early in life and he's keenly aware of where he's going. He's got a plan. He's a hard worker. He has work ethic. He simply understands where he knows where he's supposed to be. He knows how he's supposed to treat women. He knows how he's supposed to take care of his kids. He knows how he's supposed, but he also knows what he needs in a woman. He's not going to just accept anything. But see, you come along and you look at him, he might be making 35, 45,000, maybe 50,000 a year. And if you go by the definition of high value, you dismiss it. Now, you can't be at a place in your life where you accomplished all the things he's already talking because you're not equally yoked. But if you come along and you say, man, I can see how I can plug into 
him. I can see how I can literally connect with him and how we can grow and how we can build. And see, we're not going to be where we are now 10 years from now. Nobody should be where they are now 10 years from now. So you got to look at a person and actually say, how are they going to project out? So that's the thing. Now, is a man supposed to be in a place where he can provide? I believe so. Absolutely. Is he? Is, but he's got to be a protector first. I tell people all the time, a man, the first capacity a male develops as far as what he will be able to use in a relationship with a woman is the capacity to protect. It starts at puberty. When he starts going into puberty, he starts to produce testosterone at a higher level. And in the production of that testosterone, he becomes more muscular than the female, meaning he's stronger. He starts to grow at a more rapid rate and he tends to be larger. He also becomes more aggressive. More aggressive. And so and when I teach my sons and when I teach the young boys I work with, Black Man Lee, this is what I teach them. I said the size difference that you have started to experience in strength, the strength difference and this little edginess that you got about you that makes you a little bit more ready to tangle with somebody than you used to be. It's actually all physiological, instinctively and inherited for you to be a protector and a defender, a defender of yourself, but also a defender of those who are in your periphery, who belong in some way to you, sisters, brothers, cousins at first, who can't defend themselves. Either they're too young, too small, too weak. Your job is to protect them. Now, ultimately, as you get older, you're going to connect with a female because you guys are going to come together with a unified set of values, interests, and principles to project out and create a future for an entire family and project out as a progenitor, you're going to create a progeny, you're going to procreate. And then when you do that, you're going to have to be a protector of your woman and your children. That's the first thing. Before you ever get to a point where you're talking about earning potential, you're already being prepared physically to be what? A protector. And so we have to understand these things. But when I sit up and I look at how we are how we are behaving and how we're acting. The first thing I say is there's room for accountability. I'm not gonna sit up and tell you. And and and, and people know that I have I have been hard on men. Why? Because I'm a man. And I want us to measure up, not because I'm catering or pandering to women, because y'all know I done came and got y'all too. And the thing is, what I notice is when I'm on one, the other one's fired up. When I'm on the other one, the other one's fired. No. See. We have allowed a system to break us down and drive a wedge and create hate. And the problem is the hate is built on real pain. See, everybody's been, it's not just women that have been hurt. It's a bunch of men that were hurt as kids that haven't ever healed from it. And a lot of that pain came from mom. And they don't want to talk about it, but it's in there. They don't want to believe it but it's in there. And if they don't deal with it, they're not going to be good to women or for women. And everything a woman does is going to be amplified because they still haven't dealt with that. And it's women out there with daddy issues. So this whole thing that look what they're doing, 
they want that because they understand if we ever come together and unify and we move back and we start rearing kids in two parent households and we start instilling values, interests and principles into their psyche so that they come out and they're looking to be business owners. They're looking to uh, sustain relationships and, and keep families together. They're looking to start their own businesses and, and, and everything else. We become a problem. So they need this infighting. They need us to be at odds with one another. But back to Vivica, because here's the problem. When did Vivica become an expert in spirituality? When did Vivica become an expert enough in relationships to be able to critique what he did? When did he become an expert? Because I can tell you, I interviewed the person from which most of the stuff that he's teaching came from. And this dude has been teaching it since the 80s. So it's regurgitated stuff. It's not necessarily something that, you know, you, but, 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 and the thing is, we now are literally taking advice from people who have developed popularity and fame and not necessarily developed skill sets and expertise and experience. Now, here's the thing, even with someone like myself who has all of those things, expertise, experience, and the skill set, I'm still vulnerable. It can happen to me. So it teaches me how to move and deal with people. I deal with people the way I want to be dealt with. So when I talk to somebody, I talk to somebody the way I want to be talked to. It isn't that I can't handle somebody coming at me in, 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 in a certain tone or a certain way. It's not what I prefer. I prefer respect. So I come at people with respect. Now, if a person becomes disrespectful, I can check it. They can get they can get it real quick. I have no problem passing out smoke in large amounts. But that's not why I'm here, because I'm here to show love to my brothers and sisters. I'm here to hopefully give them something that they can take and actually do something with. And there's a way to do that. When I'm with my client, insulting them does not help them do what they want to do. It may very well make them aware of something was wrong, but they immediately now have a distance. They're immediately now questioning my motive. But if I can come in and say, hey, look, I'm going to tell you what's going on right now. This is what I see. And I'm telling them the same way I'm telling you the same tone. And the one thing I will give Kevin Samuels is he had a pretty good tone, but his delivery was horrible. And I think that a lot of it was lost in that. And yeah, there's going to be a bunch of groups that like it because number one is we like sensationalized stuff. We like conflict. And there are a bunch of us that have been hurt by women. And so we want women to hurt. It's a bunch of us who wanted certain women and they told us that basically we didn't measure up and we want them to be broken down. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. We can talk about on a psychological level that nobody wants to admit to or talk about. But see, I've been doing this for a long time so I can see it. I see the behavior. See, what we don't realize is social media isn't a playground. Social media is where they are doing the litmus test. Uh, social media is where they are observing you. Social media is where you're telling them how to treat you so that they can get what they want from you. Social media is this place. Do you know how much data I download from my social media platforms and study? Because you literally are telling me what you're doing, what you that's how I create my programs based around what's going on in people's lives, because you're constantly on here telling people. So that's all Kevin Samuels did is he sit there and watched and looked and said, hey, here's a market that's untapped. Nobody is sitting up speaking for these guys. So I'm going to go out there and speak for them. It's going to piss a bunch of people off, but that's only going to make me more popular. You know why? Because he understood one of the primary principles of 
exposure. All publicity is good publicity. So even when I'm getting publicity because I'm pissing people off, people are becoming aware of who I am. So now people are coming to find out why everybody's mad. And guess what? While some people are going to come and say, that dude is stupid, there are going to be other people come and say, he said exactly how I feel. And what do you do? You build an entire platform off of it. But the question is, how many people are you helping? So back to, again, Vivica Fox. She's saying that Kevin Samuels died because of his misogyny. That can't be real if you study in karma and you are a historian and you study life and you look at society. So you're uh, studying uh, sociology and you're, you're watching things. You say, well, if, if that's the case, then all misogynists would be dead. Because as bad as people want to say Kevin Samuels is, there are worst. Trust me, a whole lot worse. Still living, still kicking. Nothing's wrong. Kevin Samuels died uh, because of something going on with his heart. At least that's what the preliminary is. And uh, exactly, BSP, exactly. Uh, most people talk about karma, but they talk about it in a very superficial understanding. Being Hindu and from India, you probably understand karma better than most people, including myself, while I have studied it. It is not something that you can just point at somebody because they pissed you off and say karma is going to get you. No, karma is no respecter of people. It, whatever you're putting out, and the idea of karma, too, is that karma is negative. No, karma is neutral. Karma is bringing to you what you put out. Now, most people talk about it in the negative because that's the train. That's what that's a fire back to somebody when they did something you didn't like. Karma, karma, karma. Well, no, karma is simply a universal law in explanation of what happens. You put out something, it's coming back. Good or bad, indifferent, it's coming back. It's it's meant to make you understand that you need to focus on what you put out. Now, the thing is, when she sits up and says that, she doesn't even understand that. She doesn't even understand the concept of karma. She doesn't un un understand the concept of actually being able to have measurable results to produce or substantiate something that you claim. The thing is, it's kind of hard to say that Kevin Samuels died because karma killed him because he was a misogynist when you have a planet full of them living and kicking. And my problem with it is the fact that she's got an audience, the fact that we let how someone moves and operates change who we are or put us in a place. Let me tell you something. Every person that was sitting around celebrating the death of Kevin Samuel brought nothing but negative image to them. Now, hopefully most of them got out of it after, after a few days of going in and finally getting everything off their chest about how they felt about dude. Again, I was not a fan, but all I thought about, the first thing I thought about was his family. I'm like, man, I feel sorry for his family. Then I found out that his mom was the one who had to confirm to media that it was true. So then I'm like, man, I feel for his mom. Uh, it wasn't about him. Kevin's gone. You can't change anything he said. You can't change anything he's done. Uh, he's got an entire channel that's still up. 
and guys are flocking to it and listening to it and reinterpreting it to be whatever it wants to be. So it's going to get wild. You know, uh, but the thing is, she's sitting here and she's talking about something without understanding it. And she's got an audience because she's a celebrity. We need to stop giving place to celebrities outside of their sphere of influence. If you're an actor, stick to acting. Unless you have a background in a specific thing, then you need to stick to acting, stick to singing, stick to whatever it is you do that made you uh, openly famous. Do that and then let people, see the problem is you got a bunch of people who actually need healing. See, a lot of women that went to Kevin Samuels need to be sitting down with me. Not because I'm finna sit up there and stroke their female ego and tell them ain't nothing wrong with them because I'm not. I don't have a client that came to me and I told them, hey man, ain't nothing wrong with you. No, that doesn't exist. Everybody needs work. Everybody has room to improve. Everybody has room to grow. I'm searching every day for a way to get better. I don't have time to sit up and blame people for what's happened to me because I'm too busy figuring out how I can be better in, in a way that even when someone does something, it can't stop me. It can't destroy me. It doesn't impact me in the way that a bunch of people are impacted. And what happened is a lot of people should have been coming to people like me who were going to sit down and say, hey, what happened to you when you were a kid? But peel back the layers. Start where we're at. You're talking about this now. You're talking about you want uh, a man that does X, Y, Z. But talk to me and tell me, you know, what happened in your last relationship? Because what I do is I do a process called layer peeling. I peel back layers. I start where we're at now, but I ultimately move towards uh, this point in time where things happen that gave you the self-image and the self-concept that is creating your self-esteem, your self-confidence, the way you move, your understanding, the paradigms, which is the lens through which you view life that tells you that where you are and what you think you should, you deserve and why. And if it's not in alignment with what you think you deserve, this is probably what's happening with. If you think this is what you deserve, then this is what you need to be bringing to the table. Are you really bringing that to the table or are you really offering enough to sit up and say, I can attract and bring this type of person into my life. And if it was a male, it'd be the same thing. I would ask even a, a, a high six figure earner or even a cat with seven figures outside of your money. What do you offer? Uh, because we live in a world now where it's, and it's amazing that we got guys putting so much into how much they earn. We live in a world now where a woman with will and drive can get it herself. So what do you have outside of that? Now, it's good if you can bring it and she's a person that's, you know, that that that, that has uh, gravity with. But there are a bunch of women who have the will and the drive to go out and get it themselves. And they're often frowned upon by men because they, 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 they appear to be difficult. I have met plenty who were awesome and great wives and, 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 and were great. Matter of fact, one of the wealthiest people I've ever met, uh, not from the U.S., but their wife was literally the, the 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 mind behind what they've done. But she is sitting in the background quietly. She's done what she's done. He knows her value. He makes sure she's straight. 
but the position he in he's in he's in that position because yeah. of her that brilliant mind they're out there but we don't know how to connect with one another we're too busy trying to prove that we are better than the other person and that the other person needs to come try to prove to us why they need to be with us instead of sitting up and knowing who we are at a level that we can sit up and recognize the energy that someone is admitting, recognize how they move and how they think and say, man, that'd be a good fit for me. Because all of the material things that people are being measured with and told, this is what makes you a man and this is what makes you a woman, that's material things. Anything material can be obtained by anyone. So what are the things that you can't just go out and get? A sense of loyalty, a sense of commitment, a sense of care, a sense of concern, a, consent, uh, a sense of love and an ability to grow and to lean into something, a, a, a ability to be committed to something other than yourself, ability to be able to step outside of yourself to see the need of others and serve that need so that you actually expand yourself. That right there is, is, is priceless. But nobody's looking at it because everybody's talking about whether you're a six-figure earner or not. I'm telling you, six-figure earning ain't all it's cracked up to be. Shit, you still have problems at seven figures. Now, you start to see a way of moving a bunch of stuff out the way. You don't have the same problems that other people have. But money is not a panacea. It's not. So it's not going to solve all the problems. You're going to have to have an ability to be able to move your mind and be critical in your thinking and lateral in your thinking, meaning that you can critically analyze stuff, but you can also think outside of the box. That's going to be what's going to get you far in this world in anything you do in the black community as an individual and in business. You're going to have to have those things. And if you have another person that comes along and you can connect with them, wow. But this whole idea that and here's the thing. Most of the people that were either on both sides don't realize that they've been played. Most people uh, don't realize they've been played. The man haters and the woman haters don't realize that they've been played. You know, with some of these people out here that's leading the campaign uh, in man hate and the people out here that's leading the campaign don't realize you've been played. You, they eaten offer your pain instead of helping you. Because see, if I really want to help you and you're really going through a situation and you really have a question, number one is I'm not going to do it online in front of anyone. I'm going to sit you down and I'm going to talk to you in a private setting. Now I'll have a course and there'll be multiple people in there and we'll talk about things in general and we'll even get specific in, in some personal areas. But if I see it going too deep, I'm going to say, Hey, look, uh, Here's my number. Here's my email address. Reach out to me and we'll talk about this personally. Why? Because there are some things that need to be kept away from everybody else. They need to be dealt with in an intimate space of privacy so that they can feel safe enough to actually retrieve what you're trying to give them. That's how you teach. That's how you actually work with people. When you're doing it in a public space, you're doing it for the attention of everybody watching. You're doing it to appease a particular audience. You're doing it for the sake of shock. You're doing it for the sake of your pocketbook. It's the work you do behind the scenes that's going to change your life. In finance, in business, in relationships, in uh, uh, in so many different ways. 
And the thing is, we are going to have to stop automatically ascribing a level of expertise and trust to celebrities solely based off of their celebrity. Jesus Christ. We're going to have to actually do the work. And there's a lot of work to be done. I'm doing my work, always doing my work. I have a therapist, same therapist for man, more than 10 years. Uh, I have a spiritual counselor, uh, a spiritual person I can leave into. Um, I see in some names, I'm not even mentioning their names, but I see a couple of names popping up and they are exactly who I'm talking about. You know, hit them right emotional cards, get everybody fired up, but they're not helping anybody. You know, Somebody can say something that you're feeling. Somebody can say something that you're actually feeling and thinking. But if they do it and they do it irresponsibly and they do it without a way of actually helping your, helping you deal with what's going on with you, they actually hurt you because now they make you a victim. They give you a reason to point the finger at somebody else who probably actually did something. Because I'm going to tell you, all these black men out there who have issues with black women aren't just out there because they just felt like it. They've gone through something. A lot of them, it happened when they were children, but they've gone through something. But nobody's helping them deal with it. They're just sitting up saying it's the woman's fault. And everybody's jumping up, cheering, and we're not realizing that mom does not represent the entire female black population. And the same thing, women, you got to understand, whoever hurt you does not represent the entire black male population. There are people out there who love hard. There are people out there that even in the situation of difficult times know how to love. And, 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 and there are people who will sit up and be good to you. And all of that requires healing from both sides, though. You can't show up hurt because I'm going to tell you what happens when you show up to a relationship hurt. You take that pain in that with you and in an attempt to protect yourself from more pain, you hurt the other person. And it can be done in so many different ways. And you need to do the healing. You need to sit down with someone who does this. And it's not going to be someone who's sitting up interviewing people every week on a show. Do I work with people? Absolutely. But you never see me taking them personally. Now, I talk about general things that people can take. I leave plenty of evidence of how you can get to a place. I offer a bunch of different ways you can get to a place. But you're never going to see me take you on public uh, display. Now, could it be good? Yeah, I'm going to do it in a way. Number one is I'm never going to disrespect for you. I'm never going to talk down to you. I'm never going to be condescending to you. So I'm going to do it in a way that a lot of people will probably like it. But that's not where you belong, where you're trying to heal is on my platform where people can see what you're going through. You need a safe space so you can do the work. That's how it's done. So anybody can say what they want to say. It's not about whether it's true or not. It's about whether it's actually healing anybody or if everybody's just happy because somebody getting told. Let me tell you something, something I learned a long time ago. Somebody who hurt me, hearing how they hurt me and me proving to them that I was right and they was wrong, did absolutely nothing for me. Did absolutely nothing. I still had to go through the healing. I still had to do the work. I still had to grow. I still had to learn to love again. I still had to learn to uh, 
to, to be strong and be better and choose wise. I still had to do all the things and me spending energy telling them off and telling them what I think or showing them how stupid they were and all the other stuff that we go off into instead of sitting up and saying, I'm going to be the best person I'm going to be. And, and the thing is, one thing that we do is there's a place that you can get that when you get there, a lot of the stuff that's coming at you in way of wrong people can't even get to you. Now, in the in in in, in the in the in the religious sector, uh, I once heard something, and uh, and I'm not going to use one religion. I'm going to use a general. I'm going to use it generally, and I'm going to use the word God um, as a general perspective. The Most High, uh, the Almighty, uh, a bunch of other things. But I'm using God, and the the saying was this: that a woman's heart should be so hidden in God that a man has to seek him first in order to find her. And the flip side of that is that a man should be moving through God to seek everything that he has. So the woman that he does find is that person who is good for him. Not checking off boxes, not checking off bank accounts, not checking, but simply saying this in the Now, if you're not a religious person, let's talk energy. If I'm operating on a place of gratitude, love, learning, uh, uh, revelation, I mean, discovery, then I'm operating on 500 hertz or higher, meaning that if you measured my energy with a hertz scale, I would be at 500 hertz or higher. That's my vibrational energy, 500 hertz or higher. I'm in an operational. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Energy is resonant. What does it mean? Energy resonates with other energy. Uh, energy resonates with other energy. In other words, energy attracts like energy. So if I'm operating on a high vibrational scale, I'm going to attract other high vibrational individuals, opportunities and situation. It's only when I let someone take me out of that vibration, make me angry, jealous, envious, bitter, fill me with anxiety, worry, fear. All of that is 250 hertz and lower. So even if you're not looking at it from a religious perspective and God and everything, the fact is your body emits energy and energy attracts like energy. And so you have to be in a place that you shouldn't be to get what you shouldn't have. And it happens because nobody stays here all the time. But the goal is to be up here almost as I mean, almost all the time, as much as you possibly can. So you have to realize when your thoughts are getting away from you. See, this is how it could be taught, but most everybody is learning how to hate somebody instead of how to love themselves. Let me say that again. Everybody is learning how to hate somebody instead of learning how to love themselves. See, when you learn how to love yourself, you don't have to worry about somebody telling you you shouldn't be taking that. You shouldn't be. You know, when you love yourself, it's like, no, I'm not even going to deal with this. It's not something my spirit receives. When you love yourself, your spirit will reject the things that don't mean you good. You don't have to tell a person who's loving themselves how they should be treated. So a lot of people that's flocking to this is because they haven't learned to love themselves yet. And nobody's teaching that because there's no money in it. So everybody's just sitting up. Well, I'm going to play this side. I'm going to play that side. And everybody's eating off of you while you sit there and still in your in, in, in your mess and in your misery and in everything else because i'm telling you in order to get some kind of rise out of somebody else's pain somebody you know you something's wrong here 
and 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 all it was was a chance for her to swoop in number one try to remain relevant off of somebody who had built their relevance and talk about something in a way that she did not understand it and get a bunch of people on because she saw that it was enough people that didn't like him and that were going in on him that she would get a buzz but how many people were actually healed? How many people actually received something that they could take with them and say, my life is gonna be better after this experience? That's the problem. We need healing. We, we have never done that. And so because we've never healed, we have become masters of hurting. We just want something to hurt because we're hurting. And we don't understand the power of operating at a different place. We have something that we really need to address. Number one, we need to stop giving as much power to celebrities as we give them outside of the sphere of their influence. Number two is we need to start seeking truth with vigilance. Uh, number three is we need to learn how to love ourselves in a way that puts us in a situation where we can experience life the way we're meant to experience it. Too much, too many miserable people, too many hurt people, too many angry people, too many bitter people, too many people sitting up looking for a way, you know, that person over there, it, it, they can look happy and somebody will sit up and say, they ain't happy. They just fronting. They just, it's just like, I mean, just listen and read and learn. I learned so much from what I'm able to extract from what I read on a daily basis, just with people sharing where they're at. People can't be happy with other people being happy. There's a whole group of men out there now that think if a man treats a woman with love and kindness, he's a simp. Because there's a whole group of men out there that find, believes that their role is to manipulate, control a woman and get her to do whatever they want to and never really have to deliver on anything. They're out there. Then there are a bunch of men who are hurt. There are a bunch of women who feel that no matter what, that they don't have to do anything and a man should just show up and take care of them that, you know, because they are women, they deserve to be taken care of. There are a bunch of women who feel because they meet the criteria of being beautiful, that that's all that's required of them. And they don't realize when you start talking about black women, beauty comes a dime a, dime a dozen as far as I'm concerned. So you being beautiful is not criteria for me pro providing for you for the rest of your life. What are you going to be able to do to enhance me? If I if I am going to bring all the loot to the table, how is my life going to improve because you're in it? Because I don't need a trophy at this stage in my life. So how are you going to enhance me as I enhance you? And then it starts from there. But it comes from a place of you got to love yourself enough to know who you are and be good with who you are. But this whole idea of superficiality that's floating around and everybody's jumping on it. You know, I've had the benefit of being around long enough to understand that while money is important, you can get it. 
you can get you can definitely get it. Money is important, but there's so much more uh, to it. To me, I think the most important thing to me now, even where I'm at right now, is my role as a husband, which is challenging uh, with all things considered. But my role as a husband, my role as a father, and then the legacy that I leave behind. What will people say about me after? What people even talk about me after I'm gone? One thing I can say about Kevin Samuels is he left a legacy. Now, is that the legacy he wanted to leave? Uh, he seemed pretty committed to it. Uh, was it just about the money or was he really fighting something he believed in? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to attempt to look off into his motives. But what I'm going to say is at least he got up every day and he went and did something where people are at least discussing him. Uh, a bunch of us are sitting around and within a matter of months of us going, our family won't even be talking about us because we didn't do anything with the life we were given. That's something to think about. You know, what are you doing that is going to make the world a better place? That's a place to start. And it's a bunch of people who thinks that's stupid. Why well, I'm worried about that. And that's exactly why you're where you're at. Because I can tell you, the people who are really where they're at aren't online griping all the damn time. So the very fact that you're on the phone uh, online griping tells me you're not really where you want to be. You're not happy. You ain't happy with yourself. You ain't happy with your situation. You ain't happy with your mate. You ain't because you haven't done the work. It's easy to blame somebody else. Man, that victim spot feels good. You ain't getting jack done, but you're not having to be accountable for anything. See, you know, and that's why I won't ever have a whole bunch of subscribers because I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm not gonna be biased. I'm gonna tell the truth. I'm gonna be transparent. I'm not perfect, so I want people to grow with me. I want people to grow. I want people to develop and be uh, what they're capable of being. I want that for everyone. But I'm going to keep it real. When you're doing something stupid, I'm going to tell you, male or female, when, when something is not conducive to the growth and empowerment of our people, I'm going to let you know, male or female. And so I'm never going to have a big click just riding with me because at times they're going to get their toes stepped on. I'm good with that because, see, I'm not here to have my ego stroke. I can stroke my ego myself. I know who I am. That is the most beautiful thing. When you know who you are. Nobody can break you down. Nobody can attack your confidence. Nobody can tear you down and attack your self-esteem. I don't need nobody to tell me how awesome I am. I don't need nobody to tell me how smart I am. I don't need nobody to tell me any of those things. I know who I am. I know what I contribute to the world. I know what I'm leaving behind. So I'm good with who I am. And I'm only going to get better. So I can tell the truth and live with it. And so that means at any given moment, every last person who likes me today is not going to like me on Sunday because I'm going to come straight with it and I'm going to tell you the truth. But if you listen to what I'm telling you, get outside of your emotions, you're going to find out he's telling me this out of love because I, anybody who's followed me and seen the work I've done in the community knows I love my people. Now, these are the types of things that we should be getting behind, but we won't. We like the sensationalism. We like the conflict. We literally get off on being at odds with one another. It doesn't do us any good. It's nothing but harm. But hey, that's what we do. 
I'm not going to stay on any longer. For those of you who stayed on with me, I want to thank you so much. Uh, you have been uh, always a blessing the way you guys show up. And I want to thank you. Uh, don't forget, if you, if you haven't supported the organization this month, this week, we are trying to get to a point. Black men lead. We need to empower and provide support to our black men. Uh, we need to deal with the issues of going on with our uh, young girls. We have 70,000 black women missing in this country. How often do you hear about any efforts of bringing them home? We actually have gone and rescued more than one uh, young girl or young woman who was being trafficked. We provided counseling and support. Uh, that's one thing I can say and absolutely respect and adore Marion for is the work that has been done in that area. She has been relentless in it. And I've been right there uh, doing the work and we will continue to do that. And here's the thing that that work has to be done. We need to be socializing young black males in the manhood. We need to be healing young black girls and giving them a sense of identity, purpose and worth. Uh, we need to be setting a standard of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. I created the Black Code of Conduct. I created the Blueprint for Black Empowerment, Blueprint 1.0. Still working on that, did that, man, what, almost eight years ago, still working on it. Uh, so that's work to be done. Show some love, show some support. Click the link and show some support for the people who have reached out and help. Don't forget, as I said at the beginning, if you're in the Houston area, anywhere near the Houston area, and you know of any services that can help a 51-year-old man, 51, 52, something like that, oh man, with a 14-year-old son, um, going through some things, dealing with it, trying to keep them from uh, being homeless, but having a son sort of limits where he can go. And so we're having some challenges. If anybody knows of any resources or willing to pull him somewhere else, I'm pretty sure as of right now, he may even be willing to locate, but if anybody has any services, we need help with that immediately. Uh, we need to create this network for this rite of passage so that we have a universal understanding of what black manhood should look like, uh, which was one of the goals when I created this. The other goal was to reduce uh, incarceration and recidivism, rec reduce violence in the community. These are proven. I've proven that they work. Now we need to take them on a grander scale. Uh, Anybody want to suggest other people who are doing work similar that we can connect and unify, please do so. But that's where I'm going to leave it at. Once again, I thank everybody for stopping by, but we need to stop giving celebrities so much of our attention when it comes to real true matters of mobility, of the heart, of our growth, of the issues within the black community. We need to trust the minds of those who are committed to it. We need to trust them. And that's what people need to be leaning in. Anybody that needs help healing, reach out to me because it's a lot of you out there. And that's where it starts. It starts with healing. It starts with doing your work. And uh, that's my challenge to you. Do the work. On that note, look, I'm going to get out of here. You guys have an unbelievable Friday and we will talk soon.